0: When he was on there, but what happened there? Yeah. I came in in the second half, right? A couple of beers, go in there, they got a penalty. Was. What, what was that second goal all about? Eh? That's the problem. Well, I, so I was right in the corner there, there. he's crossed it in, he's got one of their players, and then all of a sudden they score. The what, is. 97 minutes? 97 minutes, excuse me. Nice. Did you put gel in your hair? Oh my God. What? What you need to do is you need to get the pump. And the only way to get the pump. <laughs> As we're going, we're on the point of failure. It is the only way you're going to get size. It is the only way you're going to get your bicep to 23 inches. If you're traveling in any tropical regions, and you have a chance to meet this fish, then here are some tips on how to avoid any unpleasant situations. This is a spot fin porcupine fish, or diodone hystrix. I don't want to have any relations with this fish, but I caught it accidentally since I was fishing for barracuda for dinner. And since this happened, I'm going to show you how to deal with this fish. The first challenge will be to get the hook out of her mouth. I do not recommend you put your finger in his mouth, since I'm going to use a special instrument. These fish's teeth are fused together into a single unit, and they are as hard as stone. Hi, can I just have a fillet of fish? Hold the fish. I'm alright, you're alright, everybody's alright tonight. hello you gallivanting guests in gorilla costumes yes i'm back it's Champy, your british butler and this is a singlet edition It's like an all-in-one bikini uh swimsuit victorian bathing suit It's all of what you need encompassed in one audio sensation called keep coming cauliflower cheese and it's episode 203 i believe today yeah i haven't checked do i have to do i have to double check the numbers I have to printed out in Roman numerals or something along those lines for you, the listener. I hope you're having a lovely weekend. I don't think I've had enough water this weekend. I've rediscovered the delights of orange barley water, which is basically a Robinson's drink, it's a cordial, and you put a little dash in the bottom of a cup and fill it with water, and it gives you oodles of joy and takes you back to the days of yore in the 70s and 80s when that's all children have to drink. I didn't have any fizzy drinks as a child. I just had this. So I've been drinking this religiously because I just don't like the taste of water anymore. I need some sort of flavoring and uh, the artificial flavored waters aren't really hitting it. So back to the orange barley water and uh, I tell you something, those boys are definitely tasty. It's an absolutely delicious uh, elixir uh, for a summer's afternoon, especially during the two weeks of Wimbledon. It's uh, it's the sort of drink that one needs to get uh, to get you through the two weeks of Wimbledon. And I remember the time uh, many, many, many moons ago uh, when I had an athletics injury. I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, before, I'm sure I did. So I played 16 holes of golf. And this is in the, in the days when I could carry the golf bag on my back. That's how strong I was. It's sort of a Jeff Capes sort of strength or a Shirley Crabtree, like a, a big daddy type of strength going on there. And I could put it on the, my back and walk 16 holes and even try to jump over uh, little little rivers, little creeks as you would want to call it. And that's what I did. On the 16th hole, I jumped over a creek with a golf bag on my back, caught my foot on my and uh, my ankle sort of wrenched. I could feel a tear or a break or something, and I walked the last couple of holes. And then uh, I went to the doctor and said, well, dear sir, the chappy you have torn your ligaments is almost worse than a break. And, uh, you know, I, for the next two weeks, I couldn't go to school. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't walk. I, I mean, maybe a silver-tipped cane would have helped, but I couldn't walk on crutches, and I just had to lay back, uh, ask my dear mother to make me uh, breakfast, uh, lunch, and dinner, and a lovely tea, obviously, lovely little sandwiches with the crust cut off, and nice cup of tea and a slice of cake. And uh, that's what I did for the next two weeks. I couldn't, I couldn't lift a finger, let alone uh, my ankle. And uh, that was uh, unbelievably and uh, rather conveniently during the two weeks of Wimbledon. I think there were a couple of cricket test matches. I just sat back and, and watched those for uh, a space of two weeks. So that's the, uh, it's, a, it's sort of a heinous injury, really, a real athletics injury, a real workmanlike injury for somebody who is uh, is seen by many as uh, just a supreme fitness uh, guru, athlete, I missed the motivator of 2022. And that's what I did. I, um, you have to keep it elevated, don't you? You have to keep your foot elevated. You can't be moving around if that if you have that sort of injury. And I always sip sit barley water for the entire two weeks. So it's taking me back to the Hathalusian days of uh, sipping orange barley water whilst uh, watching Andre Agassi back in 1992 win Wimbledon. Yeah, there we go. Reminiscing. How be you you lovelies? Lovely to be here, lovely old job, Lovely javly. No, it's really it's marvellous to be here, and I'm sure some of you have missed it. You're like you're refreshing your iTunes, your Apple Podcasts. Thinking where's Chappie? It's Friday. I set my clock by Chappie on a Friday. Where is he? Where is that dashing young fellow? I tell you. I, 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 I just miss him on a Friday. It's become part of my Friday routine. Like a nice cup of tea and a delicious slice of uh, Battenberg cake in the afternoon. Oh, my favorite is the pink piece, yes. I don't like the other pieces. I just like the pink piece of Battenberg. And I like Chappie on a Friday. So, I mean, if you like that, I, I do apologize. I need a little bit of a break. I had my, had my daughters here. Trying to keep them occupied. With a pool not being open. I mean, what do you do in the the midst of summer when it's it's steeringly hot out there? And uh, there's no no pool open here. I know it's first world problems and all of that. And uh, you want to, to dip and paddle and go under the waterfall. So I found a lovely little water park with a very, very fast slide that they got me to go on. And I have to say, it was a bit of a white-knuckle ride. We'll be talking about that on the podcast. But decided to take, you know, an extra day and just give you my best in one edition of the podcast. It's like the good old days, before we stretched it out, extended it, uh, added in some fillers. I mean, basically, you've got a podcast now that uh, is like a filling. You know, before you just had the one podcast a week. Now you have like a filling. It's a gold tooth podcast. So you're still getting the best, but it's not the real McCoy. So I'm giving you the real McCoy on the podcast today. I'm giving you a, a solid tooth without any uh, without any fillers, without any uh, additives, preservatives, or anything like that. That's like orange body water, really. Just pure essence of British sunshine. I'm trying to do a podcast, and then there's a Cadbury's Fingers commercial. Cadbury's fingers, big and small, perfect to share. I'm, I wouldn't share any. I wouldn't share any, anybody my Cadbury's fingers. I'd get them all to myself. The trouble with the Cadbury's fingers is the chocolate goes absolutely everywhere. So you start out with a Cadbury's finger, and then you've got basically Cadbury's fingers yourself, chocolate all over your fingers, all over your palms, all over your thumbs. And what's the only way to do? You have to give it a good old licking, don't you? Yep. Anyway, on the podcast today, we uh, we had my dearest, lovely daughters in town. Catherine, the youngest, saw a rather rude etching, some street art that she sort of mistook for something else. We'll be talking about that as well. Uh, also, very lo- very loving daughters. They uh, they give you a little bit of honey and a little bit of lemon. What's the best way to attract bees with honey? But they also give you a nice dash of the old vinegar as well. Have you got a custom made lightsaber? Apparently you can. I also was daddy the hero as well. Um, I had uh, an incident uh, occur during my uh, little trip to the uh, water park. Um, And I saw plenty of people giving that wide eyed. Oh my God type of uh, face. There was a lot of that going on at the pool. I never realized so many people gave the wide-eyed "oh my god" face. And is it an American thing as well? I think it probably is. Um, then a trip to the movie theater. And uh, have you ever, have you ever, have you ever had the Dolby going on? The Dolby sa- uh, uh, surround sound. Have you ever had that going on? It. Um, I mean, it almost gives you a sort of clonic irrigation uh, with no jets of water. I mean, it's, it's, it's perfect. Uh, but that's why I always sit on the outside row right by uh, the exit. I always ever had to do that. Ever since watching Schindler's List back in the day. Back in the day when I started having IBS. And uh, I always need to always need to go by the exit because if you're stuck in there You don't want to be stuck in the middle with me. Let me put it that way during a movie theater. That's why I take the turmeric these days. Is this a little bit too much information? But of course, but that's why you love this podcast, isn't it? Uh, My my grandmother gave me a wonderful sentence of inspiration. I'll be giving that to you later on as well. Uh, America invading the UK. Is it possible? Would they make us eat hot dogs if they did do that? Have you ever tried keto ice cream? I may become a jewellery ambassador as well. And I had a dream where Mount Etna erupted. What does it mean when a volcano erupts in your dream? Is it sort of a little bit carnal? Is it naughty? What sort of eruptions are going on in your life? We'll be visiting that a little bit later. And do your teabags split? I think we talked about this before, but it seems to be an up and coming problem for your dear host, who seems to have splitting teabags rather constantly. So my daughters all the street art, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, how back in the day, there was a lot of street art going on, a lot of, a lot of vandalism going on, and uh, everybody loved doing a quick uh, spray paint penis. Yeah, spray paint penis everywhere. This is in the 80s and 90s. Then didn't see, see the vandalism for a, like a long time. And then all of a sudden, recently, I've been seeing a lot more spray painted penises. And um, my daughter, my older daughter, walked past this piece of street art, chuckled. My youngest daughter uh, walked past the street art and said, I think that's Mickey Mouse. I mean, there's a lot of these uh, Mickey Mouse, so you've got the the two ears, obviously, and um, I mean, there's a Mickey Mouse with a rather long nose, but that's honestly what you thought it is. So it makes me feel a lot better when I'm walking along and I see the, uh, you know, basically the Blue Street art, um, and I'm thinking, wow, that's Mickey Mouse with a long nose, and it makes me feel better as well, because I have a longer nose. For many, many years, you had Mickey Mouse with those sort of short snub noses. And now when I'm out and about seeing all this wonderful art spray painted everywhere, I now think it's Mickey Mouse with a long nose. So from the evening Manchester Telegraph in the week, how about this for a set of headlines? Firstly, his bum was going up and down. Secondly, food shop, why Beast Paste is best for Brecky. And would you pay £150 for a gold steak? Uh, Disgusting. Who would have beef paste for breakfast is the the comment below here. But I mean, I don't really want to think about any sort of beef paste as somebody's bums going up and down. And I I, I like fish paste. Well, not fish paste, pate. Maybe that's a northern versus southern thing in the UK. You got the paste versus the pate. Uh, you yeah, know, pate's fine. I uh, I love myself some pheasant and calvados. <laughs> I'm really uh, really putting myself in one certain sort of echelon, aren't I here? Uh, but yeah, fish paste not too bad. But beef paste, I put beef paste in the same category as bovril. And I know I would uh, I hurt my grandmother's feelings by saying this. Um, I love her Baileys and the coffee, but the coffee she has is a little bit better. It's not like the coffee that my uh, mother and father have, uh, where I have uh, taken away, I've got my uh, little frother, my milk frother, I've got my Nespresso machine, and I actually prefer the instant coffee that you can get, the Kenko coffee, to the Nespresso but then you put a bit of creamy milk froth on top. You get some French vanilla milk froth and you put that on top and you've got yourself a luxury latte. If I was out and about, I could sell that for $6, £5.50 at Starbucks. I could make a, I could make a profit that. But beef extract bovril, no thank you very much. Anything. It's like marmite in a cup. Couldn't handle that. And I put beef paste in the same category as that. I wouldn't put any, anywhere near my sandwich. So growing up in the early 80s, Star Wars was abundant. Turn of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back. I mean, if you're lucky enough to have the Millennium Falcon, which I was, it was like one of the greatest toys ever. But they stepped it up. Now they have all the new Star Wars coming out. You have the Obi-Wan uh, thing on Disney Plus, don't you, at the moment. But now you can get yourself custom-made lightsabers. But where did you stand on the lightsaber? Did you want the green lightsaber or the red lightsaber? Because I had a lightsaber as well. It wasn't custom-made, and it probably only lasted a couple of weeks. But I always wanted the Darth Vader red lightsaber, which is your preference. But now you can get them custom-made. You could probably have your own insignia on there. You could have your own crest, your family crest on there. You could, I, could, I could have the old chappy crest on the, uh, on the lightsaber if I wanted to. You know, two white gloves with a handscraft. That's you know, what it is. So anyway, if you like a custom-made lightsaber, so lovely having the daughters here. They're sort of so loving in many ways, but often there's a loving comment uh, followed by something quite derogatory. And uh, Catherine said, I really, I really love you, Daddy. Love you, Daddy. But you're so sweaty. Babies on the Nordic diet learn to love vegetables, allegedly. Babies should be fed a Nordic diet high in berries and root vegetables to set them up for a lifetime of healthy eating experts, say. A trial led by... Umeå university in sweden involved 250 babies who were divided into two groups and given different weaning foods from the age of four to six months half the babies had standard baby food such as mashed up bananas or peas another half was applied the homemade nordic recipes by the time there were toddlers who were raised on the nordic diet they ate twice as many vegetables as the other group of babies the Nordic diet, based on traditional ways of eating in countries such as Norway, Denmark, and Iceland, is high in fish oils, eggs, and lower in sweet desserts, dairy, and meat. Typical Nordic fruits include the buck, thorn, berry, cranberry, raspberry, and blueberry, as well as fiber rich vegetables such as turnip, beetroot, swede, parsnip, and cabbage. I'm perfectly okay. Some of my favorite vegetables there. Like myself, the turnip. Can they you get yourself the turnip? Beetroot. Love some beets. Love them pickled on a salad. Swede. Mashed. Absolutely delicious in a Cornish pasty as well. I guess I'm getting away from the Nordic diet now when I'm putting something sort of encasing it in pastry. Parsnip and cabbage. Love both of those. Parsnip, you get the sweetness. If you've even pe- kids mashed up peas. Now, I love myself an English pea. But if you're mashing it up, giving your kids mushy peas... What do you expect? They're not going to like the green stuff, are they? I was lucky enough my children really liked uh, broccoli so much. The babies in the trial, the Nordic trial, were followed from the age of 18 months and the Nordic group showed no negative effects from low protein. Experts said that suggested that giving babies a mainly plant-based diet should set them up eating healthily and stop them craving sugary snacks as children. I mean, I don't think you're going to get away with giving... uh, Giving a boiled parsnip instead of some Ben and Jerry's, though, are you probably not gonna wait? Aurika Johansson, a Nordic diet, uh, she said, which reduced the protein introduced to infants, naive des model of eating increased the intake of fruit, berries, vegetables, and roots, establishing a preferable eating pattern lasting over twelve month period. There were no negative effects on breastfeeding duration. So, you can still breastfeed and eat your turnips and berries. There's no sort of replacements that are suckling on the turnip or anything. Iron status of growth, a Nordic diet reduced in protein, is safe, feasible, and may contribute to sustainable and healthy eating during infancy and childhood. The Nordic diet group consumed more fruit and vegetables and less protein than the control group. The Nordic diet was well tolerated and did not negatively affect the growth of the child or breastfeeding duration. I mean probably if you're giving them if you're giving them a turnip, they're thinking, oh my god oh, I don't like the turnip. So they you go from the turnip, you're thinking, well, this is breastfeeding's much better than the turnip. Nothing's nothing probably anything's better than. Than a turnip in the eyes of children. I was daddy hero the other day. Yes, I was the hero, the Herculean hero. But you have to go through all the different tasks of Hercules, cleaning out the Elysian stables, holding up, holding up Atlas with, uh, holding up Mount Atlas with Atlas. All of these different things. But you get to the swimming pool. And you realize you don't have any sanitary products, tampons. And uh, then you've got the panic ensue. Where can I find this? Well, they probably sell uh, sanitary products over at the dollar store. So 95 degree heat. Kids settled at the, uh, at the pool, ready to go on the fl- flumes and the slides and everything else and i'm on a hunt looking for sanitary products so i find my way like 10 minute walk 95 degree heat and i find my way to the dollar store that happens to be closed on a tuesday afternoon so i trudge back desperate desperate to find myself a tampon it's like the old carry on uh, situation where you you go into the uh, go into the pharmacy Go into the chemist, and uh, you're a young fella like Bernie Breslaw was in uh, Carry On Camping, and you go up to go up to the, go up to the uh, desk. And these are the days when you know you had to ask for condoms, and they were always behind the pharmacy counter. So you go to the pharmacy counter, hoping desperately it was going to be the male attendant, and it's a rather attractive female. Uh, um, hello. Um, just wondering if you have any, yes, how can I help you? Yeah, just wondering if I, um, do you have any, uh, yes, uh, do you have a tube of toothpaste? And in my sort of situation, I thought, I have to find myself some tampons here. So, I started asking, uh, women around the pool if they had a spare tampon for my daughter. And I got some raised eyebrows, some weird looks and then an angel saved me she actually had a spare uh, sanitary towel tampon and i could give that and we solved the problem and the day wasn't ruined water slides could be ridden with complete abandon but my reward was firstly being press ganged into going onto a water slide and it's like the bigger you are, the harder you fall, the bigger you are when you go on a water slide, the quicker you go down the water slide. And I really, truly believe Michael Phelps, I bought, broke a water speed record going down that slide. I was like a bullet out of a gun. Head first, going down. I mean, it could have been, you know, that's how, why the Concorde could break the speed of sound because it had that nose didn't it, it have that that conical type of nose i had the same thing and i think that's how why you could go down the water slide so fast but i went so fast i felt incredibly queasy afterwards and then i was press gang to do the whole thing again Whilst feeling a little sort of bit uncertain, a little bit shaky, I don't normally like to go at that speed. Everybody listens to the podcast knows that I, if I ever ride a bike, I sort of like to meander along with the bell and the basket and a lovely picnic. Uh, and, and anybody can walk faster than me on a bike. And that's sort of how I wanted to go along the water slide. But alas, no. The fastest, the fastest water slide ride. the entire day i think anybody who got on that slide probably didn't go faster than me but i was rewarded when i went again to be pinched on the bottom by some bloke who grunted at me and just pinched me on the bum this is this is what happens back in the day when i was a young rippling adonis and caught the eyes of the ladies but now i just might have my bottom pinched by a bum and my flat old dad bottom, with, with no presence whatsoever, is seem to getting unwarranted attention. We have a very heartwarming uh, story that will really make you want to plump up your feathers, really. Uh, Denver Zoo's iconic gay flamingos, Freddie Mercury and Lance Bass, have broken up. The pair were together for years and acted as surrogate parents if other flamingos were unable to raise their chicks. Freddie now has moved on to a new relationship. Denver Zoo's famous uh, same-sex flamingo pair, Freddie Mercury and Lance Bass, have parted ways after a years-long relationship that made many headlines in the national media. Their breakup was amicable mating for life isn't necessarily true for all birds and our keepers have noticed that some of the birds in long-term relationships sometimes decide to move on and pair up with other birds back in 2019 freddie an american flamingo who's bright pink and lance a chilean flamingo with lighter feathers wanted to be together all the time they engaged in mating behavior and build a nest together if a breeding couple ever abandoned one of its eggs freddie and lance would take over surrogate parenting duties The pair's relationship got national attention, including coverage on CNN and People magazine. The couple broke up in the second half of 2020. They drifted apart over a period of time and stopped engaging in the behaviors they showed before, according to Zoo's spokesman. Flash forward three years and 52-year-old Freddie had paired up with Lomi, a 14-year-old female American flamingo. Lomi has been around Freddie for nearly her entire life with any indication of a Bond before, so keepers aren't exactly sure why these two decided to pair up. Freddie came to Denver in the 1970s before Lance came along. Freddie was in a monogamous relationship with female flamingos for years. As for a 20-year-old Lance who was born at the zoo, he hadn't formed a new Bond with another bird yet, but he might abandon the bachelor life in the future. Denver Zoo has 80 Chilean and American flamingos to choose from he might also find that the zoo's new flamenco habitat slated for opening next year will help spark a new romance. It'll have indoor and outdoor spaces and topography inspired by Lance's ancestral homeland as the Andean Highlands. Same-sex bird couples aren't unheard of. The zoo is, uh, has a same-sex pair of uh, lorikeets named after Trey and Apollo, though these lovebirds are no longer an item. Apollo is now with another mate called Macario. Some birds are in male-female breeding pairs. Some birds are in same-sex bonded pairs. Some birds are mated pairs their whole lives. Some will have multiple partners in a lifetime, and others won't have a mate at all. It's sort of open-minded, isn't it? This is how it should be. Our flock allows our birds to choose who they decide to form associations with, and we're happy to celebrate the pairings this month and every month. Happy Pride! I'd much I'd much prefer to watch some reality TV with gay flamencos Freddie and Lance I'd watch that before the Kardashians any day before Real Housewives of Orange County I would watch these flamenco pairs go through squabbles because I bet there was some sort of bitchy gossip going around maybe Freddie cheated on Lance I mean this is what we want to hear isn't it in our reality TV and it would be beautifully unscripted very british problems official we have very british problems having guests to stay first you have to try to make up the guest room if you have a luxury then you're not on an airbed in the kitchen like at a hotel suite a blight with bedside cabinets for the sports kits pen lids and self-help books then you lay out anything from a beach towel to assorted fresh white towels depending on the level of friendship. When your guests arrive, you're sure to say, now, are you sure you've got everything you need? To the person lying on the floor in the broken sleeping bag, then you toss them an obligatory, if you need anything, we're just next door, later being aghast when somebody actually comes next door. And then a very British way to accept a biscuit. Pretend you don't know that the biscuit's about to be offered. Act surprised when they're offered. Ideally go... Ooh. say, I shouldn't really say, oh go on then, I'll just have one and then pick as if it's your first time seeing biscuits. Before you decide to get a clonic irrigation, basically sticking a hose pipe up your bottom then uh, think about this go to the movie theatre and go to the special Dolby surround sound effect is bum shaking. You do not need a colonic after that. It really rattles your bottom cheeks and makes you want to, you know, do what you need to do. So forget about hose pipes and messiness. Just go and sample the Dolby surround sound. But then you may have to have the awfulness of seeing all the Gen Z's with their white Crocs on. I saw an ensemble there's, you see grenadier cards in their bear hats and everything looking resplendent, very very uniform. But the Gen Zs are uniformed in their white Crocs. I saw probably a football team, eleven girls in white Crocs, sitting with their feet up reclined at the movie theater the other day. It's shocking, simply shocking. It made me want to do the oh my god face. Is it, why, why are we so surprised now? Everything seems to surprise us and irritate us. And you give that sort of flabbergasted, oh my God face. The amount of people around the pool the other day, mouth open, oh my God. I don't think we have any tolerance for a slight ruffle of the feathers anymore, do we? Everything's so shocking. Everything's a soundbite, and we're completely shocked. And we have to really sit mouth open, oh my God. I wasn't sure why the doctor prescribed LSD for my constipation until I saw a dragon and checked myself. I think we need to bring back loose leaf tea because the biodegradable tea bags are splitting. Now I'm completely on board with biodegradable tea bags, but I'm reading a lot. This is the sort of research I do for this show. I'm reading a lot that people's tea bags are splitting more regularly than they used to when they're made sort of plastic and all the plastic pieces are going into the uh, earth and you've got like tea bags, you've got paleontologists digging up tea bags in a thousand years and what are are these strange pyramid-like objects with some sort of brown substance in with all the tannings and everything inside her. Instead of future editions of Jurassic Park, you're going to have paleontologists digging up teabags but they don't biodegrade over time but the biodegradable ones do fall apart and trouble's brewing. Yorkshire tea finds itself in a pot of bother as new eco-friendly tea bags split in hot water to the despair of drinkers left with leaves floating in their cuppers and that happened to me the other day. The bags no longer rely on plastic to stay sealed and are now biodegradable and that's perfectly fine. They're splitting when dunked in hot water creating a sludge at the bottom of cups that's why we have to go my grandmother used to have a teapot with the loose tea leaves and you pour it out you have a tea strainer and the tea leaves collect in there and then you dump the tea leaves out it's a very easy process it promises a proper brew to the nation's tea fanatics but Yorkshire tea's new eco-friendly tea bags have left many loyal customers stewing in despair and this isn't just Yorkshire tea a lot of tea companies having the same problem the bags which no longer rely on plastic to stay sealed are now biodegradable creating a filthy filthy i tell you you're so filthy there's the filthy sludge at the bottom of the mugs and tea one twitter user elizabeth said has anybody else noticed the tea bags are quite burstable i guess it also depends how you uh, strain your tea do you wring out your tea bags at the end i'm very very worried about doing that i sort of plop them out Onto the uh, tea tea leaf coaster, the tea uh, the tea bag coaster, and that stops uh, stops the whole thing from splitting. So if you're too if you handle your tea bags too rigorously, when you're tea bagging and you're straight, you know, getting the water and wringing it out so it doesn't drip everywhere, just move the tea coaster, the tea caddy or whatever you want, right next to the cup, and then plop the tea bag out. And I think it's people just bursting their tea bags, but they're just being too rigorous about it and she said i'm suffering with my second box and my decath ones aren't very reliable either Another never poster uploaded a picture of the split teabag and wrote what's going on this is the second dodgy batch in the last couple of months one recent convert to the brand wrote i've been drinking tea in the last month and i've been a techie drinker all my life and i really enjoy the taste of yorkshire tea what do i do the number of split tea bags I'm getting, every third or fourth bag is split. Football commentator Darren Fletcher, shocking development this morning. In the Fletcher household, the normally reliable Yorkshire teabag is absolutely shambolic. Every teabag we've used is split dodgy box, or oh, it's at the new paper. Things will never be the same again. Tea's a big subject with Fourth of July coming tomorrow. We would never have the problem in Boston Harbor. They wouldn't be able to dump all the tea in Boston Harbor if they'd been sealed in proper hardy tea bags. America invaded Britain, let's say. Do you think they would me- make us eat those despicable hot dogs that I talked last week in the podcast? That gooey, meaty texture of the hot dog and also American cheese that doesn't taste of anything. Would they do that if they invaded us? If they came over with their fanny packs and invaded us would there be american sliced cheese in the fanny packs and dodgy hot dogs that is the question but i have to say i found a wondrous thing we're talking about the nordic diet earlier i think i could do the keto ice cream diet you got like the crispiness of like a chalk ice or a feast if you're if you're from the uk remember the feast they had that crunchy chocolate on the outside And then you have a very, very creamy ice cream that's not very sweet because it's keto, so lack of sugar, but it's creamy. The best ice cream in the world. The keto ice cream, I say, I hazard a guess in saying, is the best tasting ice cream in the world. So you need to go out today and find yourself some ice cream, keto ice cream, chalk ices, or something along those lines. You will not be disappointed. Not disappointed at all. I've been approached to become a jewellery ambassador. Yes, a jewellery ambassador on Instagram. The people who look at my Instagram and listen to this show, what are you thinking about? What would I be wearing? Am I going to do the Mr. T. B.A. Baraka's gold chains? I might be able to get away with that. Hairy chest, open neck, sleeves rolled up. Could do that. Or maybe a money clip. Could I model money clips? All those little things on my collared shirts to stop, you know, stop the collars from fraying right at the ends, right on the wingtips. I could do like gold wingtips on my collared shirts as well. I could also uh, maybe do a bit of shoe jewelry. I mean, I just don't want like nipple tassels or something along those lines. I could do a signet ring. Can you remember back in the eighties? You had those signet rings with the gold, you know, the gold. Sovereign Signet Ring. Maybe I could get away with that. Probably look like a used car salesman or something along those lines. But I'm wondering what they have in mind. I don't think I could do the earrings. I don't think hoop earrings are probably my bag baby. The earplings might be my bag baby though. I could do the cufflinks, but who wears cufflinks anymore? I think if I showed like a cufflink to my daughters or any Gen Z or Millennials, they had no idea what French cuffs are and what you would do with a cufflink. They probably think it's some sort of earring with an extra thick stem that you have to put through your ear. We like to examine dreams on Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. I dreamt about Mount Etna erupting in my dream. So what do dreams about erupting volcanoes mean? There's so many different categories here. Listen and Enjoy. Dreaming about Erupting Volcano represents harmony and unity. There's a way for you to cope with issues in your life. It's a time of togetherness and family. This dream is a symbol for children. You're broadening your horizons and views. Erupting Volcanoes is also important for many hardships and cruelties that we'll experience in the world. You're moving towards greater enlightenment and spirituality. Something from your subconscious is emerging to the surface. This dream is a message for forward movement and progress. You're looking for more balance in your life. Is a portent for leadership in some group idea plan. You need to eliminate that food from your diet. You're unknowingly letting your emotions influence aspects of your life. The dream is a symbol for your sensitivity to some situation. You may feel that you're physically, emotionally restrained from doing something. Also, the eruption in the dream suggests emotional domination. Your feelings or ideas are being dismissed or cast to the side. You need to stop what you're doing and take a different course of action. The dream is a harbinger for your repressed thoughts. You need to shed some light or perspective on the issue it symbolizes this is the volcano in the dream symbolizes a conflict between yourself and your desires between instant gratification and long-term goals you're trying to influence the opinions and views of others it's time to lay out your goals also the volcano dream points to cheap thrills you need to adopt some new approaches in your life there are some unknown aspects of yourself that you need to find out about and incorporate in your character the dream is a sign for sharing the spreading of new ideas. You feel like you're hot stuff. just wanted to make a few mentions uh, to a audio inspiration for me. In the days when I wanted to get into radio and become a disc jockey or presenter, and even now, moving towards the podcasting world, there's one gentleman who inspired me from an early age, from the nonsense on BBC Radio 1 steve wright is being pushed out by the bbc from his afternoon show now the afternoon show was revolutionary back in the days in the 1980s the characters the satire that was part of the show it was an incredible belly laugh for three hours a day between three and six and over the last 40 odd years it's been a constant in many people's lives it's almost like the sort of tracks of your years and listening to the show, you know where you are and you feel safe in the world with this constant that is Steve right in the afternoon. And it's over the years sort of mellowed and become a sort of rather fine vintage, less sort of uh, maverick and revolutionary as it was back in the day, but it's still a wonderful, joyous listen. And I'm going to miss listening to Steve every afternoon or listening back. The afternoon show. But what an inspiration, what a career, and hopefully, you'll find some audio enlightenment somewhere else on the radio or podcasting dial. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast today. It's been an absolute joy having you back. This is the only podcast you're getting this week, so make the most of it. No, but I'll be back with the usual two podcasts uh, coming up Friday and over the course of next weekend. But hopefully uh, you've enjoyed this one, filled in some of the nonsense from my week. Like and subscribe where you can. You can listen on Anchor. You can listen across Apple Podcasts. You can also listen on uh, Spotify. There's an audio version, Slacker, Breaker, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Audible, Amazon Music absolutely everywhere as you're filleting a fish you can hear as you carefully remove those bones you can hear the rattling of keep calm and cauliflower cheese on your beautiful piece of filleted fish on the musical butler emporium playlist though this week is a sort of hats off to steve wright uh, in the afternoon and some of the music that I've been sort of introduced to over the year Love of Yacht Rock we've got some Christopher Cross Old River Band some Solid of the Rock Jack and Jill Starship Steely Dan Shanice plenty of plenty of sailing yacht rock lots of cheese involved in there lots of the fromage but enjoy that a sort of reflection of what Steve's played over the years on his radio show coming up next we have a poem called Radio don't hurt the radio, for against all solid testimony, machines have feelings too. Brush past it lightly with a fine regard for allowing its molecules to remain 100% intact. M- machines can't think like Wittgenstein, and the radio's machine thinking softly to itself of the midnight flower of her tawny parts unfold. In slow motion, the boat rocks an ocean as her tawny parts unfold. The radio does something mental. To itself singingly as a tawny parts unfold inside its wires and steal away as its heart two minutes after eleven the color dream communicates itself the ink falls on the paper as if it magically the scalp falls away a pain is felt deep in the radio I take out my larynx and put it on the blue chair and do my dance for the radio. It's my dance in which I kneel in front of the radio and while remaining motionless elsewhere force my eyeballs to come as close together as possible while uttering a horrible and foreign word which I cannot repeat to you without now removing my larynx and placing it on the blue chair. The blue chair isn't here as I can't do that trick at present time. The radio is thinking a few licks of its own. Pianist thoughts attuned... To tomorrow's grammar, beautifully spars of salutary coition, plucked notes like sandpaper attacked by Woody Woodpecker. The radio says Edwardian farmers from Minnesota march on the mafia, armed with millions of radioactive poker chips. The radio fears foul play, it turns impersonal, piggy bank was smashed a victim was found naked radio how you can tell me this in such a chipper note your structure of voices of the friend the best kind the kind that can turn on and off whenever one wants to but what is wrong i know for you will intensely to continue in a deeper way you do hours go by and i watch you as you diligently apply a series of audible frequencies to tiny receptors located inside my cranium resulting in much pleasure for somebody who looks like me Although he is seated about two inches to my left and the both of us are listening to every word with weird misapprehension as the last of the 10th, the Harmon Kilbrew is up, which a man aboard. He blasts a game-winning home run, the 559th of his career, but nobody cares but the broadcast is studio monitored for taping to be replayed in 212 years. Heaven must be like this radio to not care about anything because it's being taped or replayed much later. Heaven must be like this for a tawny parts and fold. The small lights swim, a rose create as its sepals were the tarp made, as it invisibly enrolled in sundown gasp of its old Ray Charles 45 of Georgia. Only through your voice. I will be back again next weekend for more Keep Calm and Cauliflower and Cheese. Have a lovely week. Enjoy Wimbledon. Enjoy some strawberries and cream. Hopefully they won't be like six pounds upon it. Until next time, cheerio.